Thanks for joining us for today's sermon. We are always so encouraged to hear how God is working in your life. If the messages of this church have touched you in some way, please share that with us by clicking on the contact tab at lifesc.org to send us an email. And if you would like to give to this ministry, you can do so online to help us bring messages just like this one to you each week. It is our prayer that God blesses you through this message today. Jacob's well was there, and so Jesus, I'm in verse number six, if you're reading in a different translation, Jesus, tired as he was from his journey, sat down to rest on the well. It was then about the sixth hour, about noon, presently, when the woman of Samaria came along to draw water, Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone into the town to buy food. Now Jesus, obviously being very wise, this was a Samaritan woman, and he was with a bunch of Jews. And Samaritans were not just like the worst of the worst. They were like the worst of the worst of the worst. So they were literally considered dogs of the dogs. The Jews literally thought that Gentiles, people that were not like them, were reserved for hellfire. Literally, that was their thinking, that they weren't ever going to be saved. That wasn't for them. They were just people that populated the earth, and they were just extras. Okay, so literally, what happened was when a Gentile and a Jew fell in love and had had a child, their child was a Samaritan. So literally, from what the Jews considered to be dogs came a Samaritan. They were outcasts in the Jew community, and they were outcasts in the Gentile community, so they were called Samaritans. And so this woman, who is a Samaritan, should never be talking to a rabbi, Jesus. And so all of the other, if you understand the the culture of the times, all of the other gentlemen Jesus sent to get lunch, okay? Have you ever been sent to go get lunch for people? Usually two people can get lunch for about 10 people, you know? It's not too difficult to get lunch for about five people a person. Jesus sends 11 people to get lunch for 12. There's a problem here, isn't there? Jesus was removing the prejudice so that the Samaritan woman could experience him. And even in our day, we have to remove prejudices out of the way so that everybody can get to Jesus. Amen? That's what's going on here. So, And then the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan, I'm reading in verse 9 again, a Samaritan and a woman for a drink, for the Jews had nothing to do with the Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you had only known and had recognized God's gift and who this is that is saying to you, if you knew who I was, I'm the life giver. I'm the source. If you knew who it was I was talking to you right now, Ben, you wouldn't be asking for to give me a drink. You'd be asking for me to give you a drink of the life, a giving source. So he goes, you, you wouldn't be saying, give me a drink. You would have asked him instead, and he would have given you living water. Everyone say living water. That's our namesake. Life spring is because we want, have, we want to have living water in this place every Sunday. She said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with. No drawing bucket and is what she was meaning. And the well is deep. How then can you provide living water? Where do you get this living water at? Is really what she was asking. He said, you are, are you greater than the superior and superior to our ancestor Jacob? Are you greater to the one who dug this well for us? 
That's what she's saying. So follow with me. Who gave us this well and who used to drink from it himself and his sons and his cattle also? Jesus answered, all who drink from this water will thirst again. Everyone say thirst again. I want to talk to you a little bit about that. We'll get back to that. All the drink of this water will thirst again. But whosoever takes the drink of the water that I will give him shall never, no, never be thirsty anymore. But the water that I will give him shall become a spring of water welling up, flowing or bubbling is what it, continually like within him unto um, eternal life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me of this water. I want some of that because then I'd never have to come to this well again. I'd have, but what he, she didn't realize is he was talking about spiritual wells and she was at a natural well, okay? So, and Jesus said unto her, Go and get your husband. And she said, I'm a woman and have had many, I have no husband. And Jesus said, You have truly spoken well. Jesus always wants to get intimate with your lifestyle, okay? He wants to he wants to change who you are and what you are and, and find out the, the deepest hurts of your life. And this woman had a hurt where she literally could not find love. She was searching for love in multiple husbands and literally could not find the love she was searching for. And he said, sure, you, you have spoken well. And so then in verse 19, this woman said to him, sir, I see and understand that you are a prophet. She's like, okay, I'm going to change the subject. Our forefather worshipped on this mountain, but you, the Jews say, at Jerusalem in the place where it is necessary and proper to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither or not merely in this mountain or not merely in Jerusalem. You Samaritans do not know what you are worshiping in other words, you worship what you do not comprehend is what he was telling her. You have no idea really what you're worshiping. And then he says to her, we do know what we are worshiping. In other words, we worship what, what we have knowledge of and understand. In other words, they knew there was only one God and they worshiped him. For after all, salvation comes from or among the Jews. And then he says this, a time will come, however, indeed, it is already here when a true or a genuine, everyone say genuine. genuine. You have to understand the word that I'm, I'm bringing here. True means genuine. Worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh just such people as these, his worshipers. God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen? Amen. So we want to be worshipers like that. I, you've experienced it. I've experienced it. I think all of us have experienced it at some point, that nagging desire for more. Have you had that desire? It's a human desire, but it's a desire that's so based down deep inside of us that even when we get what we think we want, we find out maybe that's not what we truly wanted because that more is still there. That that desire is still there. You get I I used to travel around Washington DC and I would see people with these mammoth mansions and amazing houses and and something that you and I deem maybe would never ever be able to afford. Literally their heating bills were five to six thousand dollars a month. And and just I mean the 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 size of it and and 
and going into Cal Ripken Jr.'s home, and, and, and he had sections of his home that you couldn't even get to because he wanted to separate himself from any people that were coming to service his home. He didn't want us to see him. So, I mean, just, and had a whole, another building that was a gym, and icing, icing um, tubs were out there, and, and they're like, if you like a Gatorade, you can hit the fridge, and, and they had an entire refrigerator full of replenishing supplies of Gatorades, and, and vitamin waters, and all this kind of stuff, and it was just there for the taking, if you wanted some, great, and they had a full gym that they could exit off of their master suite to go to the gym, and then come back through the closet, back into their master suite from the gym. This is the kind of lifestyle these people live. And they were still wanting more. Because I don't think we quite understand, brothers and sisters, that the more ache inside of us is not a physical ache. It's a spiritual ache. And we have to realize that that is an eternal part of us that will always be there. You can't shop that out of your system, amen? You can't buy the nice enough, a nice enough car to get that satisfied. You can't buy a big enough house, as I've already mentioned, to get that satisfied because that's a spiritual longing for something that this world can never satisfy. It's something to do with worship, and it's what you worship. And it, the thing is, is when you reach for things and you strive for things, we do so often. We, we strive for things that can never really satisfy. But when we understand that it's truly a worship desire for more, it's a desire desire for eternal things. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because God is eternal. He is eternal. And whenever we desire him, that more gets satisfied in him. That's the only place it can be satisfied. It's not just because we know who we worship. It's because we have a longing inside of us that can never be satisfied if we don't worship a God who knows how to satisfy us. If we don't go to him, there's no place to go. There's no place better. You can't get it better in a love life. You can't get it better in a relationship. You can't get it better in a better job or a better situation. You can't get it by being smarter or wiser. You have to get it from Almighty God because He is living water. Amen. He is the living water. And you don't know this, but this woman was an outcast woman. She was a scarlet woman. She had multiple husbands and nobody wanted to be around her. Literally, in those days, women would meet in the marketplace in the morning and the evening and they would go out and they would draw water from Jacob's well because it was cooler in the evening in the morning. It wasn't so harsh. But she shows up in the middle of the day, the hottest point of the day, to be sure that she is not a person that gets in the way of the group that's going to the well. She goes alone and by herself. You know how dangerous it is to travel alone? I don't even let my wife go out in, in, at night by herself. Now, she can if she wants to, but I, I don't, like, wrestle her and tie her into the house, you know. And, you know, like, she's sitting in a chair going, I want to go to the store. And I'm like, no, honey, it's after 10. You don't get to go out. You just, <laughs> bad idea. No. 
It's not like that, but I literally am uncomfortable with her being out in the evening because I don't want her to be a woman and be alone. It opens up and invites opportunities for people who are of ill repute. You know what I'm saying? People that have bad intentions. They can take advantage of a woman who's by herself and all alone. And so this woman literally leaves her home and goes on a trip through territory that is known as dangerous, snakes, other other animals, and she goes by herself to the well because she doesn't want to encounter anyone. But she meets Jesus at the well. And Jesus starts talking to her about her worship. That's where he begins, is your worship. Who do you worship and how do you worship? And do you know who you worship? Do you understand? And he explains to her a couple things about living water and where it comes from. And she's carrying a water pot that's very heavy because it represents all of the life struggles that she's had, all the mistakes. And what I love about this chapter is whenever Jesus finally gets through to her and says, you need to worship me. I am the well that you really need to draw from. When she really gets that, he gets that point through to the people that were in this town, the Samaritans, they, they really had not received the gospel as of this point. They hadn't been taught. And so when she really gets it, that he is the one to worship, she gets so excited about the more in her life being satisfied that she drops the natural and runs back into town. She runs like, you know, like excited running into town and she tells the entire city come and see a man who has told me everything she found satisfaction she found the true love that she was looking for in relationships that she could not find but she found the most fulfilling the most pure the most genuine love she had ever encountered by a stranger at a well because he wasn't just a man hallelujah he was God almighty and the purest love you can ever run into is the love of God. Amen? The purest thing you can ever encounter is when you lift your hands and you're saturated in a room with God's love and you're just worshiping Him. And her worship turned into a running into the city. Her worship turned into a witness. That's powerful. Do you understand that whenever Jesus touches your life, you'll never be the same? Do you understand that? I want us to stand together because I feel like in this room there may be people that have more aching at their heart. Would you stand with me? And would the musicians come back? Because we want to finish our song fest today. And we've, we've done everything. If you see us really getting into our instruments and really worshiping the Lord, you can bring the lights down. We're not doing it just for you. We're doing it because we found the one who deserves more. And so we... We do our best because we know that His best is already given to us. He died on a cross for us. He shed His blood for us. And so if we don't understand that, I've found that a church dies when they don't focus on the cross, when they don't focus on Jesus Christ. Because when the gospel is accepted, the church is excited. But if the gospel is just assumed it becomes then a thing that's confusing. And then it becomes something that's completely lost. And we'll come here and be a big social club. And Jesus will not be honored. And living water will not flow. But today we want God.
to let his flow, his water flow. His his anointing is another way of saying that. So would you would you allow me to address the more the more that's in your life? Some of you right now, you want more from your family life. Some of you may want more from a relationship. Some of you may want more in being a good mother or being a good father. I know I want to be more of a father. Some of you may want more on your job. Maybe you've been dealing with a boss that's very, very difficult. And that more ache inside of you is like, I, I want more understanding for my situation. I want people to understand me more. I want them to know that, you know, it's difficult for me to do what I'm doing right now, and just because I'm here, they should be happy. Have you ever wanted that? Do you realize how hard it is for me to do what I'm doing right now? You have that more ache in your head, like, I just want people to understand me more and better, and you know what? Jesus understands you. He loves you just as you are. And He wants your life. He wants your whole life to be filled with the only thing that can satisfy. And that's more of Him. So as we sing about a love that is so beautiful because it's His love, I want you to know that this woman at the well was greeted by that love one day. And she was never the same. Did you know that you have to plant before you can harvest? You have to take away before you can put in. That's why we need the Holy Ghost to be saved. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't know if we need the Holy Ghost. I think you can repent and be baptized. That's okay. Let's, listen, whenever you are baptized, there's a taking away, a remission. And God never leaves you with a negative. When he gives the Holy Ghost, he gives a positive. Yes. And the positive and the negative are the balance. Amen. You need a mother and you need a father to create birth. You have to have both agents. You need to have the remission of sin. And you need to have the planting of the Holy Ghost in your life. So if you don't understand that his love is greater than anything else. And that no matter where you run, his love's going to chase you. It's going to come after you, Ben. No matter, I'm not saying just for you. I'm saying for everybody. But he's going to come after you. He'll, he'll track you down. He's a better tracker than anybody. He's a better tracker than Lisey. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I love that. It's a little joke that we have, an inside joke. We'll edit that out, Sister Lisey, from the sermon. <laughs> he's a better tracker than anybody else. He'll come and find you. And I know I'm being comical because I'm trying to lighten the mood because I can see... You're all like, Pastor, what do you want us to do? Just tell us what to do. We'll do it. I really need you to know that the Holy Spirit is what you need to grab a hold of because it's the part that satisfies the eternalness, the eternal part of you. And whenever all you're doing is coming and saying, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. I messed up again. Forgive me. You're just scraping away out of your life. And pretty soon you're like, I don't see any value here. There's nothing really coming back. There's, I don't see any harvest. But if you learn that whenever you say, God, forgive me, and then you open yourself up to his love, his beautiful love, and let the Spirit put back in you everything that was taken out, put new life and nourishment and health and hope and peace back in, then you're not just spending your life toiling. <laughs> You're not just spending your life working. You're spending your life 
in love with the greatest thing you've ever encountered, Jesus Christ. I hope that's enough for you today. I, it was an appetizer, I, you know. But let's worship the Lord for this beautiful love. Would you lift your hands with me? And would you just join me together here as we worship the Lord Jesus? I'm so thankful that you love me more than anybody else. God, I messed up. I, I, I did things I, I don't even want to talk about anymore because, you know, they're so far under the blood. I just, I don't even go back there, Lord Jesus, anymore. But maybe there's somebody here that has a fresh wound or has a fresh need or a fresh desire to see you wash over them again. Would you show us your love in this place and forever change us? Just like that Samaritan woman, she went into the city and she planted the seeds that brought revival to Samaria because she experienced love like never before. Would you thank the Lord for that love? Just thank Him. Just thank Him to you.
your everything, Lord. Your love is so beautiful, Jesus. Hallelujah, I worship you, Lord. Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Matchless love and beauty in this world. Nothing in this world. Oh, Just like a little piece of heaven in this place. 